Welcome to GW Integrative Medicine, the podcast about disease prevention and health promotion from the Office of Integrative Medicine and Health at the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences. I'm Dr. Lee Frame, Program Director of the Integrative Medicine Programs here at GW. And I'm Janet Rodriguez, the Office's Administrative Director. Today, we're talking about integrative nursing with Sangeeta Agarwal, RNMS CAS, founder and CEO of Helpsy Health. Helpsy is a whole health and AI nurse that anticipates and addresses cancer patients' physical, emotional, and social needs. Along with her duties at Helpsy, Sangeeta is a symptom management researcher and cancer nurse uh, that's research and clinical at the University of California, San Francisco Osher Center for Integrative Medicine. Prior to that, San was a cancer nurse leader at the Stanford Cancer Center, hematology oncology nurse at the Mayo Clinic, and a software engineer. If you use mobile video technology, you have her to thank for that. Welcome to GW Integrative Medicine, San. Thank you so much for having me here. It's truly an honor. Absolutely. The honor is ours as well. So why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about integrative nursing. What is the essence of integrative nursing? Yeah, I think nursing, the the profession of nursing as a whole, it started with providing um, a whole health approach to care to individuals and providing that continuity of care um, to uh, to a person throughout their life from the point of birth till death, nurses are are part of uh, an individual's life, helping them to um, to stay healthy or to recover from their health. So um, I think the, um, the integrative or the whole health aspect was a holistic approach was always baked into nursing and the philosophy of nursing. And I think now with, you know, us, Talking about integrative medicine or uh, integrative nursing or defining what integrative nursing is, I think it gives us a chance to highlight those key things about um, about uh, integrative nursing. So when we talk about integrative medicine or a whole person approach, that's essentially um, looking at an individual as a whole because our body, our mind, our soul um, are connected. If if we are restless and uneasy and anxious then it's going to affect um it's going to affect my breath which is um going to then affect um how i feel and it, then that may affect my sleep and other activities so the body mind and soul are connected um both from the the development of disease as well as healing um that occurs um to recover from those diseases, so I think understanding that is um, is uh, crucial to to us being able to address that individual as a whole. Um, so looking at that whole person approach is really important. Also recognizing that uh, human beings have the innate capacity uh, for health and well being. Um, we are designed our body is designed with a defense mechanism and this capacity to heal. And it's, it's important for us to nurture and support our own healing. Now, the other key aspect when it comes to integrative um, nursing is, uh, is um, how we can develop our day-to-day um, 
life and activity so that it's uh, healing and restorative in nature and being able to educate uh, about that. Um, and what's really important in this whole thing is leveraging evidence-based approaches to care because that's what separates us from knowing something that's an um, uh, that's a one-off or true for one person uh, versus uh, something that we know is based in science, based in knowledge, based in uh, based in studies that are conducted and can be applicable to. Um, to certain scenarios and replicable in those scenarios. So using evidence-based modalities, evidence-based knowledge in how we are pursuing integrative medicine knowledge um, and application of that knowledge is uh, is really important. And also the other key aspect, I think, when it comes to looking at integrative um, nursing is, um, is looking at the community because we, uh, you know, uh, we operate uh, and our lives are interconnected with those around us. So um, how do we involve the family um, and loved ones into the care of this individual or how do they impact each other as well as how does the the environment around you impacts you, uh, whether it's um, the, the work and how the work impacts you or uh, the socioeconomic factors in an individual's life um, or other factors that may be impacting uh, that aspect of health. So I think all those come under um, looking at the whole integrative uh, health approach to care and hence integrative nursing approach to care. So I would say those are some of the key principles in my mind. For anyone who has ever asked a question, what is whole health? I believe San just wrapped it up in a bow for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very difficult concept that you were able to distill down. And I really like how you talked about it sort of building on the foundation of nursing, um, conventional nursing, and you're sort of adding elements on top of that. Now, Sand, what can integrative nursing bring to the patient-provider relationship? Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, healthcare has been uh, so much. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to how to condense and give you a short, a short answer for this one. Uh, so much. I mean, the very foundation of, um, of a relationship between a healer um, and a patient is that of trust of empathy and of um of helping that individual you know with uh, with their physical mental spiritual health so um that's the core core of um where health comes from if i don't feel comfortable and confident in my in my um in my provider or in the relationship i have with my with my healthcare team um uh, or i I don't feel heard. I don't feel. Um, uh, I don't feel like I can trust their recommendations, or that they are they are not addressing all aspects of my health. Then, then that healthcare is is um, is uh, in need of more support. And I think that's why integrative nursing is is so critical to it. Like uh, because we need to look at that individual as a whole and. 
And it's not, it doesn't take a lot of time. It just takes that mindset of when you walk into a room, this is not patient number 43245 cancer patient, but this is Mary who is 60 years old and she has a family and she has breast cancer and she has two dogs and a cat and, you know, grandkids and she wants to be able to play with her grandkids and she's struggling with cancer, but she's also trying to figure out how to manage her diabetes and her weight with it. And she's, she's scared and, you know, she's anxious and she's worried financially and she's worried about bothering her family about rights. Like those are all part of what is Mary's world. And I think just having, you know, being able to look at that individual as a whole, um, it changes the way we can offer care to that person. And it, it's, it's, it's a reframing of our mind. And I think all of us can do that. Uh, and that will make it better in terms of the relationship. And then seeing how we can provide um, the uh, provide actionable hope to that individual in that moment and in the time that they need to take care of themselves, you know, from a from um, from multiple factors, because we are spending very little time with that individual. So, so what I'm trying to say is, in that moment, being present with the individual fully, um, seeing them for who they are, and being able to provide them guidance and support that addresses all these aspects of their life that interconnect um would be critical yeah to to how what we can bring to um to the provider patient relationship with this whole health approach and i think the other aspect of it is if we are able to help this individual with the continuity of care you know they see me today but they may not see me for another month if i can guide them or or give them some kind of support and what they can do every day to empower their own health um, then um, then that will be something that's very positive for them. And that's what integrative nursing can bring because while they may not have full control about, in this case, Mary for her cancer, she can come and get her treatments. But, you know, whether she recovers from cancer or how much she recovers, that may not be something in her hand that she can do every day, but she could do meditations to calm her mind. She could go for a walk. She could eat healthy um, she could spend time with her family and those would be things that would be nurturing for her body and for her mind and for her soul and for the family that's there with them. And I think those are the kind of things that uh, that uh, integrative nursing brings to that patient provider relationship because it's a, it's a bigger spectrum, you know, it's a, um, it's a, um, um, it's a more comprehensive, broader view of that individual. Lee, would you say that applies to all health professionals? That's a great question. Um, I think that's the whole idea behind the integrative medicine approach is that you can come in and see a patient and give them your recommendation based on what you've seen in their chart. But if it doesn't work for their their lifestyle, their family, everything else that they have in their world, um, then it was completely pointless. And I think that's exactly what you're trying to get at, Sam, that we need to focus on 
the needs and the abilities of our patients to give them the tools that they need individually personalized to to be able to maximize their own health a lot of the things you're saying they're going to do themselves right they're going to meditate right. um, we're empowering them right so true so truly um i mean i think in your what do you see because you know with with uh, doing with uh, running this integrated medicine program, I think it's so phenomenal because, like you said, you know, it's about empowering that individual to be able to do what they can do. Uh, how do you see that um, that different in the relationship um, than a traditional patient-provider relationship, or how does that enhance your relationship in some way or make it different? Yeah, I, I would definitely say it's, it's different. Um, the first thing that we talk about in our program is that you're really more of their co-pilot, whereas I think historically physicians took more of a patriarchal role, like I know what's best and I'm going to tell you what's best. And now it's like we're more working with the patients um, and guiding them and making sure they have the resources that they need and referring them out when need be to uh, maybe in-home nursing or uh, registered dietitians, whatever other resources they need. But it's almost uh, one analogy I use a lot. It's, it's kind of like a quarterback role, right? So you're working together as a team and you're orienting the healthcare system so that it actually helps the patient the way that they need it. Because a lot of times people get lost in the mix. I know I had this experience personally where, and you said earlier, the patient felt seen, or feel seen. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of people lack when they come in the traditional model, they feel kind of like a cog. Um, and it doesn't really work well for everyone. Um, and I think this whole movement of like personalized medicine is really starting to elucidate part of the reasons that that doesn't work is every person is not the same, even biologically, let alone with all the socioeconomic and, and other factors that come in there. So I think looking at them as a teammate is probably a better model than the traditional patriarchal uh, model that we've seen in the past. Yeah, so true. I mean, I think yeah, it's about it's about understanding their their priorities. You know, what is their goal? <laughs> what are they trying to get to? And then seeing how can we help them to get there, and then it becomes more of a uh, a joint relationship. <laughs> you know, a co-pilot, like you said. Um, where you're working on this together rather than us, you know, telling somebody do X, Y, Z, because that, you know, that doesn't work. No, nor is that, I think. No, it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and I think it's so much more empowering for them when, when, they're working on something that they are passionate about, you know, the motivation, the intrinsic motivation is so much higher when when they feel like they want to do this um, for themselves because it's going to get them somewhere, you know, or they don't want to do something because that's what's best for them rather than us telling them, you can't do this, <laughs> yeah, because this is bad for you, right? I think um, the relationship is, is so much, so much more um, um, positive and I think the outcomes are so much more positive and and personally I, I feel like it's more um, it's more rewarding because like um you know with 
with a lot of uh, my clients and even like, you know, with we, what we see in our system uh, with people sharing their goals, um, there is so much conversation about what's important to them. You know, they'll be sharing pictures of their kids' graduations and, you know, grandkids' graduations and weddings and this and that, like things that are personally meaningful to them. And, and you get to know them as a as this rich, amazing human being, you know, get to appreciate that. Absolutely. And I think that's part of what draws people into practicing integrative medicine is having more of that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the other thing that you mentioned, outcomes, and, and we're really starting to get better data on that. I was just reading an article this morning that was looking at standard of care treatment for diabetes versus a uh, more holistic lifestyle medicine intervention and the difference in remission between diabetes in the control group and in this lifestyle medicine group was 30 percentage points. That's massive. And the only real difference is that you kind of involve them in the process and are giving them the tools and the resources they need to go out and change their life instead of just you know, monitoring their blood glucose, properly putting them on some sort of medication. So I, I hope that we get more of the, the research out there, this will become more standard of care. Speaking of research, can you tell us about some of the research you've conducted in both Eastern and Western medicine? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, in fact, I was, I was just thinking about that, you know, Jeanette, as you were saying, and, and you know, we were talking, I mean, I think there is applying a personalized and a whole health approach to care um, it's not just good for the individual but it it results in very positive outcomes and and I think we are starting to see that and we need to do more and more research in this area and I think some of the challenges that we have had traditionally with this with this research which is a little bit tricky is um, a lot of our research tends to be standardized, but here our goal is to personalize it for that individual, right? And secondly, a lot of research, um, you know, when it comes to integrative medicine research, there is um, there are uh, small studies and there are very few large studies. So many researchers uh, or clinicians in integrative medicine don't have um don't have financial support, even though they have great desire to conduct mm. research in this space, or they so may true. not have education uh, about this, right? On how do I conduct a study? Because they have not been trained to do this, right? Um, you are, are reading my mind. That's actually <laughs> one of my favorite things about our program is every single course focuses on the literature and research but they actually have an entire course about how to properly design research studies because Fantastic. they don't get that training. Right. They don't get the trainings. I think it's so important, you know, to, to like look at these different factors that are, um, that, um, that impact our ability to, um, to do research. And, and that's, that's kind of what I have been working to address or we address in the, like you are addressing, Lee, in your program, uh, we are addressing that through technology. Um, you know, we literally have a, a virtual research platform at Helpsy that is used by many, many holistic researchers and clinicians and, um, and academic folks and 
supplement companies, you know, um, other technology companies doing research in whole health approach because this way they can learn. You know, we try to help them to understand how to conduct research and educate them or connect them to services or plat or you know consulting or guidance with different organizations such as yours. Uh, give them a tool to be able to do research and um, and uh, establish collaboration between different organizations and and do it at very very low cost. Something that most people can afford out of their pocket, you know. So that, that's kind of where we are going with this, with the research, you know, where we are today, Jeanette. I didn't fully answer your question, but I'll come to it. Uh, um, that's where we are going with this. And, you know, we have right now researchers on our platform who um, who are conducting a research where they're collaborating across continents. Um, you know, the same mm. study is going on across um, two to three continents, um, you know. So, so I think that's where we can we can truly empower integrative medicine, integrative nursing, whole health approach to nursing um, by by providing education and tools to make it really possible for everyone to do research. Um, and I think the second aspect of research, where um, you know, this is where I'm spending my time. And the the second aspect of research is real world evidence. You know. We can conduct studies and, you know, um, create these controlled controlled environments where we uh, where we do studies and we measure things in and and we need to do that because we need that initial data to understand what works, what doesn't work. Can we really say that with with a certain level of um, of confidence? Uh, But beyond that, what we need to see is what happens in the real world. And can we collect that real world evidence data to see uh, to see what that is telling us, what is the evidence there of what works, what doesn't work, because here we may be seeing factors that we may not have even thought about. Uh, and with uh, with the work that we are doing at, at Helpsy, uh, we enable passive data collection um, and um, and trying to understand what is the data really telling us about the population. You know, so if we see you know, a certain percentage, a high percentage of individuals, uh, you know, with cancer staying up at night and, you know, two o'clock, they're chatting with the bot about financial support and financial needs, or they're worried about, um, you know, certain topics. Those are, that's an indication that these are important topics to individuals and, and it's something on their mind. And when you start to see not one, not two, not 10, but 20, 30, 40% of, of people thinking and looking at that, then that's that's an indication of things that are going on, you know. So whether it's at a social determinant level or it's at different symptom level, um, there is a lot that real-world evidence data can tell us, and that's something that is my current area of interest uh, and, and a place that I really want to expand the knowledge and uh, further the field of integrative uh, integrative health, integrative nursing um, in this area. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. Where where all of this started, <laughs> going to not to your question of what research I've done, I've kind of had this bend of of asking questions <laughs> from the beginning. Um, so even when I was, um, so I grew up with Ayurveda, um, 
my grandfather was a Vedya, uh, renowned Ayurvedic Vedya. So I grew up with the Ayurvedic medicine and mm-hmm. learned to read those first. You know, before before learning even reading textbooks, I was I was reading Charak mm. and Ayurveda. Um, but it was always with a very scientific mindset. So even when um, when I decided to go back into healthcare and you know with the goal of serving, you know, helping people to have good quality of life, empowering people, I was always thinking about okay, what's the evidence behind it? You know, even when I was studying Ayurveda again, you know, formally as my second career um so even for small things like i was doing um i was studying about the antibacterial properties of different herbs so i um literally like went to microbiology lab and i plated all those <laughs> all those antibacterial herbs on different pathogens uh-huh. um, and cultivated them to see um whether it really did have antibacterial properties you know mm. <laughs> so um you know and then i found some interesting outcomes you know some was because of qualities i then redid it and then some was where it improves the immunity of of an individual so it works at that cellular level while others work directly so uh, you know i think that like you know I've had that mindset about research from early um early on or that's just the way my mind functions so i've done a lot of things like that um, and then when um, the UCSF study that I got involved in, it started with um, with me having this very interesting conversation with uh, with the uh, the PI uh, who had done studies in yoga, and we were talking about how there is standardization, you know, um, uh, standardization in medicine, but we cannot study um, Ayurveda or or personalized, you know, a personalized care plan, and and uh, and it started with this whole issue about this, and saying, well, it's um, and my point in this was, it's not a limitation of the of the modality; it's a limitation of the research method. If we cannot measure <laughs> right, a personalized approach to care it's not a limitation of the modality we have not validated the modality so it started this whole conversation back and forth very interesting this amazing uh amazing oncologist and integrated medicine researcher so i started to work with him to literally write out this entire protocol manual on how we could do symptom management uh, for cancer patients in a multimodal approach, but still be able to measure it with standardized scales and standardized tools across all of them. Um, and he was kind enough. You're speaking Lee's language. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think Lee can totally relate to that. <laughs> so he was kind enough to engage my, you know, my curiosities. Um, and we worked on this together and it got funded by um, by NIH. And then I worked with him um, and and we had really good outcomes where we saw that with less than 40, 50 percent compliance, uh, people had 30 to 70, 80 percent improvement in their symptoms. And it wasn't just physical symptoms. It was it was quality of life. So it was physical, mm-hmm. emotional. It was control of life. Um um, across most of the individuals, um, you know, um, so that was that was very interesting. And in fact, 
when we were thinking of applying for the next level, I was thinking, well, you know, to do this three-year, five-year study with 30, 40 patients, when there are millions and millions of patients who are in need of this service, how can we make it accessible to everyone? And NSF was kind enough to to give us um, a grant to us and to UCSF to see if there is a commercial viability of the work that we were doing. Um, so we, again, studied whether there was commercial viability um, to the work by conducting hundreds of interviews and doing like an entire patient journey map with over 300 individuals that we interviewed to identify those issues and um, and solutions and the business model. And when it was validated that it was in fact a good business model and it's possible to provide these services as a technical solution at scale, that's how you know the organization came about. So that's kind of what I've been involved in earlier. Right now, uh, I serve on um, NCI's um, NIH Integrated Medicine PDQ. So we review the research that is coming out for cancer uh, related to integrated medicine and uh, put together summaries or revise the summaries on these different uh, uh, different uh, modalities, different research that's coming out. Uh, for uh, for healthcare professionals as well as for patients. Uh, and then for um, Society of Integrative Oncology and for uh, MASCC, uh, which is a symptom management community of researchers across the world, um, I serve as uh, part of their innovation. I founded the innovation um, community within both those organizations, and I lead that work in bringing technology and tools and um, an ability to access a lot of these services, to collaborate, to do more research, to provide more clinical services and, and other things related to research. So my goal essentially, in a nutshell, <laughs> Jeanette, is my what I'm driven by is by empowering researchers to be able to do more and by being able to translate research into practice and bring that to to the whole planet if I could. I love it. That's that's my goal too. <laughs> yeah, let's do it together, right? All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's been so lovely talking with you and it, it almost it feels like we, we could have done this for another hour. So maybe we'll have to have you back uh, and check in and see what's new in your research. Um, I would love that but also have you back to talk about Ayurveda. Yeah. I, would love, I would love to be back here anytime. I love the work that your organization um, is doing in integrative medicine. It's so much needed, and I hear such amazing things um, about this service. So I'm here anytime, and I'd love to, um, you know, for us to collaborate and, and serve the world together. Wonderful. Well, it's all the time we have for today. So until next time, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This is the GW Integrative Medicine Podcast from the GW Office of Integrative Medicine and Health. I'm Dr. Lee Frame. And I'm Janet Rodriguez. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.